Hey there, I'm your host, T.G. Brandfault, and you are listening to the Gontrepreneur.com podcast, where we try to bring you actionable information and normalize cannabis through the stories of entrepreneurs, activists, and industry stakeholders. Today, I'm joined by Stephen Gold and Andy Yashar, founders of The Daily Leaf. Uh, you guys are winners of the Best Tech Product at the 2016 Dope Magazine Industry Awards. So th- welcome to the show, guys, and congratulations on that. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, an honor to be here. Uh, thanks for having us on. Uh, we act as Steve Gold here. Uh, we actually won 2016 and 2017 uh, Best Tech Product for the Dope Industry Award. So here in Oregon, we're definitely making strides to become a, a buzz to help people around town find information about what's going on with deals and, and all that other good stuff. So I, I didn't know about the 2017. So so double congratulations, guys. It's really, really good stuff. That's Incredible. Um, before we get into the product, though, uh, I want to talk to you guys about what you did before you got into the cannabis industry. So if you guys each want to tell me uh, what you did and, and how'd you end up here? Um, this is Andy. I was in web development and really helping dispensaries back in the day before recreational was even a thought of doing internet marketing and getting out there, you know, building a web presence and, and showing people, you know, what they had in stock, where they could find them and a little bit about the background of each person that worked there. Yeah. And, uh, myself, I, uh, you know, I came from the fashion industry. Um, I was, I was working in New York city and I saw the opportunity for, uh, the recreational market to, you know, explode. And, um, you know, I had always had ailments that lent itself to marijuana, even though I wasn't a medical marijuana patient. Uh, so I came out to Oregon to kind of get involved in the scene, to see what was going on, to get my medical marijuana card and, you know, to, to really engulf myself in what was a blossoming industry. It still is. Um, and about, uh, Uh, two and a half years ago uh, along the way I I met Andy and uh, we joined forces to bring the daily leaf to life. So that's, I mean, that's one of the uh, most interesting kind of career jumps that I've gotten is (laughs) is from, from the fashion industry to the cannabis industry. Um, Could you, could you briefly, might, might you tell me some of the similarities between the two, how you brought over uh, that experience to this space? Sure. Um, So, I mean, I'd say the, Personnel. I mean, we're both industries are are absolutely crazy. Um, the the people that work in it, you know, we all work in a you know in the fashion industry. Everything was last minute. Um, I was getting called like literally five minutes before, you know, the day before something had to go into production. Stephen, we need you uh, here in marijuana is kind of similar. We're we're all working and we're all trying to to catch up and 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 work these extremely uh, busy schedules and and work in different different things. So in that essence. Uh, things are the same with the personnel. It's always crazy. And then also I'd say, you know, one of the things that, that helped us in, in getting our name and getting ourselves in the foot was, um, you know, my, my sense for design aesthetic, um, working in the fashion industry, you know, we had a attention to detail, wanted to make sure things were, uh, beautifully presented because, you know, at the end product was putting them on garments to go out for the world to buy. So you couldn't have any mishaps and just, you know, my eye for that has helped us craft this into something that Andy and I have been able to, to build in something much larger than what we even, you know, thought when we first, you know, met each other. Well, so now why don't you tell me more about the, the daily leaf? Uh, you know, it, it is, if you look at the, the website, I mean, it is really nicely designed. It's uh, very user friendly. And so I'm assuming that that's really an amalgamation of both of your backgrounds kind of meeting and, and developing this, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, this is Andy. 
I would say that Steven and I work really good as a team. Um, I tend to work heavily on the back end, making sure that people can find us when they search for certain products and, and certain search phrases on the internet. And Steven really brings a, you know, a good eye for, you know, colors and way that things should be presented. So it was a good marriage. So essentially Steven really works on the front end and I really work on the back end. And so describe to me what, what, uh, what your service provides and, and, uh, how, how dispensaries benefit from working with you guys. Sure. Sure. So what we, what we really set off to do when we first started the daily was to create a platform that helped dispensaries advertise deals specifically one focal point in getting information out about what the best products are out there and how cheap you can get them. Um, not necessarily saying that everything on a daily leap has to be a $5 gram and a 15, $20 eighth, but we found that people are always looking for deals. And furthermore, People are looking to find out what a product looks like before they get into the store. So by simply advertising deals and offering the consumer a way to see that flower before they actually drive 20, 30 minutes to a store, we're finding that we're able to drive people from all across town to a dispensary. So while dispensaries will use other marketing advertising platforms to help them advertise and get them, you know, have people find out where they are and are location based, um, the Daily Leaf is strictly product driven. So it allows each dispenser an equal playing field to kind of say, Hey, we have this product. Are you interested in it? This is what it looks like. And we're able to drive, you know, drive people from, you know, if you're, if you live 30 minutes away from a town, we're getting people that are driving to those areas to go purchase it simply based on the product and and the image. Um, furthermore, you know, we've really built a niche for ourselves through our newsletter. Um, we're currently reaching about 10,000 people, um, in Oregon and surrounding areas that are looking for deals email to them. So what we do a couple times a week, we'll curate all of our deals that come onto our platform and we'll push them out. Um, people can literally go on there. I mean, the easiest way to uh, sign up for that newsletter is to just go to our website, dailyleafdeals.com. And then just, you know, literally a pop-up will come up and say, Hey, do you want to get all the latest deals and put your email address in there and you know, you get the information. So we found that that, you know, directly, directly to people and, you know, essentially just in their inboxes is the best way for us to, to differentiate ourselves and to, you know, to get information out, you know, quickly and uh, easily. You started as this, you know, Groupon for cannabis, and and the current product. Now you guys, you guys provide information on, among other things, product launches, events. Um, can you guys explain to me how, how when you decided to evolve your your service to uh, these other uh, these other aspects? This is this is Andy. Um, I used to do huge uh, promotional events for larger corporations, Maxim Magazine, Red Bull, Coors Light, um, back when I was just getting out of college. So I have a lot of event experience. So when we actually launched the Daily Leaf, um, we threw a huge event and we gave away probably five to $6,000 worth of marijuana products, not stuff containing marijuana, but accessories essentially. And we had a huge response from it. So, um, you know, fast forward six months later, we did a huge 420 party where we had, you know, over a thousand people show up. So it's something that's not foreign to us to do events, but it's a great way for us to kind of showcase what the daily leaf is and what we do on a day to day basis and kind of present that to the to the customers directly without having them without 
essentially making them go to the internet and finding us, we can just present it to them face to face and kind of show it to them live. And then, you know, beyond that, you know, as, as we were building our, our, our reputation in town and as dispensaries were using our platform, consumers were using it, we, we found that there, there was a lot more people out there, a lot more, a lot of brands, producers, processors, wholesalers that started reaching out to us and saying, Hey, you know, your platform is amazing. How do we, how do we work with you? What do we do? Um, so we, we had to integrate it, you know, beyond on the web where, you know, first we had just the deals and just the ability for the dispensaries to log in and add all of their specials. Um, then we decided since we had a bunch of brands wanting to, to get involved, we developed these micro sites, um, through the daily leaf. We already had a, a name that was building a presence and a lot of brands don't necessarily have that, that same, they, they don't have that footing on online and you know us being an, a credible source um, allows these brands to get a foothold on the internet so by allowing brands to one just advertise on the daily leaf and to have their own kind of dedicated page um, it gives them an area to to further push and get information online and also gives our consumers a way to learn the back end of what these brands are all about um, so just giving people content about if you're a co2 company you know, how do you make your oil? Um, there's so many different techniques out there and the novice, you know, the, the, the elementary user who's, you know, maybe just going to a dispensary the first time doesn't even know that, you know, the different methods, they don't know the difference between shatter or oil or, or, uh, you know, BHO versus CO2 versus RSO, you know, all these different terms that, you know, a being in the cannabis community, you know, but the, the entry level user doesn't. So we wanted to give them a back end into, so if you like the brand, uh, truly pure CO2 company here in Oregon, if you, if you like these guys, you can see a back end video about their process to making the oil from, from the trim down to when it gets into a cartridge and into your hand. Um, so we found that that information was one valuable for the brand, but also valuable for the consumer to, to learn and educate themselves about what's really going on. And how important has, um, the multimedia been for your engagement, not just with the YouTube videos, but also the images that are used to promote a product on your website? This is Andy. I think that being as interactive as possible in this day and age is, is necessary for any business to, to survive. I think that a lot of people that are, you know, in the 24 to 35 year old range spend a good time on their cell phones each and every day. So the more content that we can produce is another customer that we have, uh, you know, the potential to land as a lifelong user. So I think as much content as we can push out, the better it's going to be for us. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think it's everything. I mean, going back to my first point, you know, we created a daily leaf because we wanted a place to find out what something looked like seeing the picture before it was even, you know, before you even went to the store. So defining that, you know, in order to drive a customer to go to a shop, you need to show them what they want to purchase before getting there. So that media is definitely very important. I mean, it drives, it drives our sales. If, if, you know, and that's one of the things where, you know, we coach our dispensaries that we work with, because if, you know, you can tell it, you know, if a dispensary puts up a product on the daily leaf and they don't really take much time, maybe they don't take the best picture. You know, you can't really make out any detail and it kind of looks, eh, you know, it looks kind of sketchy. More than likely, the customer is not going to want to click on that ad and see what that deal's about. But then if you have a dispensary that, you know, takes a few minutes to take a nice picture, um, you know, curates the deal really nicely, you'll see that that deal gets a lot more play. So, so yeah, it, it means everything to have great media. 
So I wanted to talk to you guys a bit about the the, the experience as a startup. Uh, but before we do that, we got to take a short break. This is the Gontrepreneur.com podcast. I'm TG Brandfall. This episode of the Gontrepreneur.com podcast is made possible by Name.com, a global provider of domain name, web hosting, and email services. Every successful cannabis business needs an online presence, and every successful online presence begins with a domain. From your website to your email address, a good domain is easy for your customers to remember, it looks nice on a business card or billboard, and it reflects the true identity of the project it represents. It's important to reserve your domain early on when you are starting your business, as you may find that the .com address for your preferred brand or concept has already been taken. If somebody has already purchased the ideal.com for your business, they might be willing to sell it. But if they aren't, you may have to get creative with one of the new alternate domain extensions, such as .co, .club, .shop, or even .farm. Reserve your domain name today at name.com slash gondrepreneur. If you are a domain name investor or venture capital firm interested in acquiring or advertising premium cannabis domains, go to the Gondrepreneur domain market to browse a wide variety of names, including strains.com, cannabismedia.com, mj.com, and countless others. Discover branding opportunities for your next startup and learn about listing your premium domain names for sale at gondrepreneur.com slash domains, sponsored by name.com. Welcome back to the Gondrepreneur.com podcast. I'm your host, T.G. Brandfold, here with Stephen Gold and Andy Yashar, founders of The Daily Leaf. Um, so tell me about the startup experience in the cannabis space, specifically for your tech product. You know, how'd you find funding? Well, um, I, I had some money saved up, so I spent, (laughs) (laughs) I spent, you know, uh, uh, I wouldn't say a large amount of money because I already knew what I was doing, but I, I think that, you know, we spent, you know, I'll say a few thousand dollars getting business going and, and, and really working and, and trying to save as much money along the way as possible. Yeah, we actually um, we we haven't raised any money to date yet. We have done this all just through ourselves, and you know, wow, wow. working lean. Um, that's been real important to us. I mean, having having a team that's very very dedicated. Andy and myself both wearing many hats, working many hours to you know just just nail this down and and build a product that actually has traction. Because you know, for us, you know, it's 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 everything. So we you know we don't want to go and get funding too soon and give away too much. Much booty. We want to make sure that we do. We're, we're able to keep our. You know, there, there are there are partners out there for us, and we're we're starting to get down that line where we're about to get funding to push ourselves into new markets. But it's it's you know it's it's been very hard the last year and a half, two years, uh, working towards this so that we can we can be in this position where we now have a product that is somewhat successful here in Oregon. We, we had built traction, you know, and we've been able to do this really on shoestring budget. I'm telling you. <laughs> so, well, what about the initial reviews and, and reaction? You know, I mean, you start with three grand, you have this idea, um, you know, what, so what was the initial response and, and what has, uh, what has your growth been like thus far? 
starting out was tough because I say that the, the, the tech part of marijuana is getting flooded with more and more people trying to join every single day. So essentially what we wanted to do is we set out to create something different. We wanted to really be separated from everybody else and really be for the people. And I think that that's one of our biggest advantages is that people really know that we're looking out for them as far as presenting the product, making sure that they know what they're buying before they get to the store, um, finding them the best deals. Not only do we encourage dispensaries to, to post deals, but we're going out and we're negotiating deals for our users. We're, we're, we're meeting with brands and meeting with dispensaries and we're actually negotiating deals between the two so we can actually have a really good value for people that visit our site. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to, to get started, um, you know, what we really did to build our traction was just utilize, you know, our core skill set. So, you know, Andy with with SEO and being able to get the website to be where we're searchable online, uh, myself with building a buzz on social media and getting people to think again, going back to the design aesthetic of the fashion industry, our, our Instagram account and what we put out. It looked like we might might have had a staff of 10 to 15 people when there was just two of us sitting in the office. So by portraying an image that we were we were bigger than what we are allowed people to really gravitate and, and get behind it. Uh, furthermore, you know, we had those events that we did that Andy touched on where we brought the industry together and we kind of, you know, were able to piggyback off of other situations where we can build a crowd. I mean, our first event, we didn't even, we, we weren't even launched yet because we launched uh, on Green Friday in 2015, um, November 25th. And we, this event was in October and we had people lined up around the block to get in, to get that free swag that Andy was talking about, where we we're giving away like five, $6,000 worth of products. So I'd say it was a combination of getting into industry at the right time where there wasn't anyone like us. There wasn't anything going on. No one, no one was able to capture that buzz and, and be in town and be able to show face and, and, and really ignite the industry and get people behind them. Um, and you know, it was just, you know, by, by stands of, of luck that we were able to do this at that current time. Because right now, I mean, if we're looking at the industry right now and how it looks, it's completely different. Those events that we had are somewhat in Oregon, uh, not maybe so legal anymore. Um, you know, the, the rules have changed when the regulations came in and, you know, a lot of things changed up because we entered the market before the recreational market hit yet. It was still just medical. So, you know, we got in right at the right time. What's your growth been like with the uh, migration to recreational? Um, well, we're gaining 20% new users every single month. So, um, you know, this last 420, we did triple the amount of traffic that we did the year prior because of the fact that our, our website's really ranking really well. And we had probably two, 300 different types of deals on our website for 420. So, you know, we got picked up on a lot of media outlets and we had a huge buzz going into 420. So it, it was really beneficial to really capitalize on, on the market and make sure that we had everything. We were the one-stop source for everything 420 in Portland. And moving forward, do you guys have plans to expand into other existing or newly legal markets? Yes. So we, we are formalizing a plan right now to where we're going to be going into Las Vegas, which I think our deals platform is really what people look for when they visit Las Vegas is to save as much money as possible. So, you know, Las Vegas is a huge market for us. Uh, we plan on going to LA, um, San Francisco, 
Um, I, I think that, you know, Arizona, as soon as they are a little bit more open to recreational mar- uh, marijuana, is going to be another huge market for us. I have clients that I do website work for down there currently, and uh, they're telling me that, you know, they're ripe for the daily leaf, that people would drive 45 minutes just to save $15 on some shatter. So, uh, you know, I, I really believe that our expansion is going to be something that's going to be very popular throughout different cities, even though there is current existing tech in those markets. So we plan on rolling out a, an app that's going to be, you know, all deal based. Um, we're also going to have, you know, featured brands on there so people can you know read about all of their favorite products find out where they can, you know, buy them at and, and how they can save money on it. So why the decision to focus on state cities instead of the state as a whole? So we really believe that dense markets, really dense markets are very beneficial for us and, and word spreads. So when we go to a huge metropolitan area and we do really well there, the outerlying cities really, really pick up on it, and we start to expand slowly to those areas. If we started, if we started a huge reach and we focused on an entire state instead of a city, we would be overwhelmed with what to write about, who to cover, um, you know, what video content to generate first. If we focus on the cities and really build that network in, then the smaller cities are a lot easier to penetrate. And so far, what are some of the barriers to entry uh, in some of these markets for, for your product specifically? Um, barriers to entry. Um, I, I would say... I would say manpower right now. Um, If we, if we had a a, a larger staff, which we're hiring very, very slowly and we're being very meticulous on who we pick. I think that uh, as we grow our staff, it'll be easier to actually go into these markets and have a very good presence. Yeah. You know, I'd say, I'd say, you know, it's double-edged sword. You know, we, we touched on not wanting to get funding too soon, um, which we strongly, you know, stand behind, but then again, you know, you don't have the, the large marketing dollars that some of, you know, our competitors would have, um, and do have. So, you know, when you go into new markets and you have a small staff being able to, you know, show value to people who don't know you from anybody, because, you know, you talk to a dispensary owner and they're probably getting, you know, 50, 70 calls a day from people trying to sell them something. So, you know, that's why building a buzz is so was, was, and is so important for us because if we have a buzz, if we, you know, win those awards and people are talking about us and we're doing things differently, then that works will spread out and you know for example you know we're in, you know we're based in Portland um, you know surrounding towns of, of Salem of Eugene of Bend um, those towns are starting to hear about the daily we're working more and more into those towns and you know building a presence in the whole state of Oregon from the buzz we're able to build just in Portland yeah I'd say right about now 20% of the dispensaries in Oregon are our clients so we really want to build that up to the 50% mark. And then we're going to move into Washington and really build a huge presence down there. And I think that if we really conquer our home territory first and really make sure that we have a very, very good um, network of people, then going into say a Las Vegas and, and bringing testimonials with us and letting them know that this is what our clients are set the saying that's going to give us a little bit more credibility when we, when we go and we actually ask for money. 
<laughs> well, I, I want to discuss uh, some of these uh, events that you guys have hosted uh, in the last couple of years. But before we do that, we've got to take our last break. This is Gondrepreneur.com podcast. I'm T.G. Brandfold. At Gondrepreneur, we have heard from dozens of cannabis business owners who have encountered the issue of cannabis, which is when a mainstream business whether a landlord, bank, or some other provider of vital business services, refuses to do business with them simply because of their association with cannabis. We have even heard stories of businesses being unable to provide health and life insurance for their employees because the insurance providers were too afraid to work with them. We believe that this fear is totally unreasonable and that cannabis business owners deserve access to the same services and resources that other businesses are afforded, that they should be able to hire consultation to help them follow the letter of the law in their business endeavors, and that they should be able to provide employee benefits without needing to compromise on the quality of coverage they can offer. This is why we created the Gondrepreneur.com Business Service Directory, a resource for cannabis professionals to find and connect with service providers who are cannabis-friendly and who are actively seeking cannabis industry clients. If you are considering hiring a business consultant, lawyer, accountant, web designer, or any other ancillary service for your business, go to Gondrepreneur.com businesses to browse hundreds of agencies, firms, and organizations who support cannabis legalization and who want to help you grow your business. With so many options to choose from in each service category, you will be able to browse company profiles and do research on multiple companies in advance so you can find the provider who is the best fit for your particular need. Our business service directory is intended to be a useful and well-maintained resource, which is why we individually vet each listing that is submitted. If you are a business service provider who wants to work with cannabis clients, you may be a good fit for our service directory. Go to gondrepreneur.com businesses to create your profile and start connecting with cannabis entrepreneurs today. Welcome back to the Gondrepreneur.com podcast. I'm your host, T.G. Brandfall, here with Stephen Gold and Andy Yashar, founders of The Daily Leaf. Uh, so why don't you tell me about some of the outreach events uh, that you guys have had. You've had a golf tournament, a bowling. Um, how, how'd you come up with these things? And, um, you know, how, how'd you reach out to sponsors and businesses? So we, had a, we have a partner in the event space, and his name is Matt Enos. And Matt Enos approached us with a golf tournament and he has a huge passion for golf. He was a caddy for 15 years of his life at a country club down in, in, in uh, California. And uh, he really, really wanted to grow this company really bad, but he just didn't have, you know, the right people in place to make that happen. So he approached us and really, really wanted to build his brand. So we started doing the 420 golf tournament and essentially it's pretty much a mixer for all of the brands, dispensaries, um, you know, a lot of the people that are in the network in Oregon to kind of meet on a sunny day during the summer and play golf. And, and it's a, been a very successful event for us. So what we did was, is we came up with a bowling tournament called cannibal and cannibal was something that, that, uh, I had the idea of one day when some of our clients and us went bowling one night and we said, you know, there should be a cannabis bowling tournament 
So, so we launched it a few months later and, you know, high times came down and, and, and really loved it and did a huge write up about it. And it's been very, very successful. Um, we have another tournament coming up on June 29th, uh, as far as golf goes, um, you know, a nice, we're, we're playing for a, a, a sunny day there, but <laughs> it's been raining every, almost every day here in Oregon, but we're really praying for a sunny day so we can get together and kind of network a little bit more. The, when, when, um, when you decide to hold these events, uh, do you get any pushback from the venues at all? So, um, you know, as with cannabis events in each state, it's, you know, there's different rules or different regulations. Uh, you know, when we first launched, um, I think I was touching on this a little bit earlier when we first launched and we had some of these events, um, consumption was open and allowed. Um, it was something where we can have sponsors come in and, you know, if you're an oil company, you can, you know, dab out, you know, people that come by and, you know, let them try your product. It's a great way to interact with consumers. And, you know, it's a great way for us to position ourselves to bring those consumers and bring those brands out of the, out of the dark and have every and me. So those events were great. Um, you know, just recently in Oregon, um, the rules changed a little bit. So the, the act of consumption, um, is not necessarily allowed. So it's more so I'd say on us as being responsible, uh, event hosts to know the rules and regulations, to make sure that we speak with our lawyers, to know exactly what we can do so that we're not putting anyone in a situation where they're opening themselves up to, you know, not following the rules and not, not having the regulations. So, you know, when it comes to these events, you know, with cannibal, we weren't, we didn't have people smoking inside the event, you know, because that's not allowed. We didn't have people any, any, any smoking anywhere near the event because, you know, you can't mix alcohol and, and marijuana. But what we did was we had an additional component that was separate from it, that where we had people go and if they wanted to smoke, it was a safe and it was a legal place for people to, to smoke and try different products. Um, so we are able to continuously just, you know, you know, understand the laws and be able to then further make sure that the events we put on are fun. Um, there is some sort of component of consumption because everyone likes that, but if it's not allowed, obviously we're not going to go down that route. Um, and then, you know, one other thing to touch on with the events is we always try and work in some sort of component where we can give back um, because that's that's important to us as well. I mean, being able to to build a name is important. Building a presence and brand is very important for us with 420 Sports and the Daily Leaf. But also we want to make sure that we're giving back to the community, giving back to people that, you know, will benefit from it. So, you know, our 420 event last year, um, we raised, we gave 10% of the proceeds to Grow for Vets. Um, with the tournaments and the golf tournaments last year, um, we were able to do mulligans for the MS Society. Um, so that's that's really important to us to make sure that we work in that component. Um, not every time, but where where it affords itself, where we could, um, we like to work in a, a charity effort into the, the equation. Yeah, even though we're broke, there's people out there that are <laughs> more needy than we are. So, you know, I, I really think that, you know, helping others out is, is a huge component to, to, to 420. We want to continue that with each event that we do. I, I think that that's one of the most uh, kind of overlooked parts about this sector is uh, the type of charitable acts that a lot of the businesses do. And, and unfortunately, some of them, um, I don't know if you guys have had any trouble doing this, but they... Um, sometimes get donations actually sent back because the foundation or the charity can't accept, you know, drug money, essentially. 
Interesting. Well, we're we're in an interesting place where we do not touch the product at all. Yeah. Uh, you know, we we never put our hands on it while we do advertisement for it. You know, we're just a media marketing company. Um, so for us, you know, we haven't luckily we haven't had that issue. Um, but I can see. I mean, banking is a is a huge issue, and I know there's tons of barriers for you know for our clients. I mean, you know, we we. Uh, you know, it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a struggle, <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, so right. being, being a small team, think about this, we're a small team and, you know, we do take credit card payments, but we, you know, going around collecting cash every month from clients and, you know, making sure we make the rounds and catching people the right day and making sure the owner is there. I mean, it's, it's, it's somebody actually Western union us a hundred dollars yesterday. <laughs> so I've, 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 for me, I was shocked. Like I, I've been in I've been in this industry for a long time and I've never had anybody Western Union us a hundred dollars before. So it, I mean, every day it's something new, right? Uh, so it, what 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 in your opinion is is the most pressing issue facing the industry? Is it banking? Is it the threat of federal interference? I honestly think that Jeff Session is is a lot is a lot more talk than he is bite. You know, there's something that came out yesterday that said that they're giving him no money to fight medical marijuana. Yeah, the Ro- the Roback Farm and, and and Hickenlooper said he had a meeting with him last week in which he came away not believing that any sort of crackdown was forthcoming. So I you know and 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 I really think that, you know, as Trump, whatever your thoughts are about him, you know, he really wants to leave state regulations up to state leaders and I, I really think that, you know, after the Trump administration is, is gone, I think that there's going to be somebody that comes in with actual good head on their shoulders and is going to know that cannabis is going to become legal, whether the federal government wants it to or not. And the first thing to do would be to put regulations in place so everybody can benefit from recreational marijuana, not just states. Yeah. And I, I think I think the biggest issue right now is probably the whole banking issue and you know and the idea that because it's federally illegal that you know there's that whole 280e uh situation where you can't write anything off and you know it's hurting a lot of businesses and it's 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 making it very hard for people to do regular business and you know even where we are i mean you know you can't even do regular marketing and advertising whereas a regular business can take ads out on on you know facebook or or google um and that's just worked into your marketing course because that's what you need to do as a business where in marijuana it's illegal you do advertisement you get shut down so um you know people need to you know the federal law is is a a big problem but there's nothing that's going to change in the next year in the next two years but you know maybe in the next five years we'll be looking at something different so finally guys what what advice do you have for entrepreneurs uh, specifically those interested in entering the tech sector of the cannabis space do your homework yeah, do, do your homework, really get out in the market and meet people and ask people what their needs are. You know, I, good ideas are great, but what's actual function, you know, functional and what the industry needs, that's the homework that needs to be done in, in this market. Yeah. And, and for people to think that they could probably enter the space without having knowledge of marijuana, without being involved in the actual 
you know, city or the state that you want to do business in, because it is, you know, it's, it's, it's very grassroots. It's everyone's very connected here in Oregon. And, you know, even, even sections of Oregon where, you know, Portland has its own market where we all stay very close. Then there's Southern Oregon where there's a lot of growers that have a close knit relationship. So you're not necessarily just welcome because you have a good idea. You're welcome because you're a part of the movement. So if you want to get involved, you might have a great, you might have a great idea. You might, you know, be the most amazing developer or, you know, the, the most influential person. But if you're not really engulfed in marijuana, you don't understand how it works, then it's going to be very hard for you to get any traction. And save your money. <laughs> Definitely save your money because you can go run through money really fast in this industry. So be careful. Yeah. And, and, and not to say that, but you know, today it could be all, you know, all nice. We're all smiling. We're all having a good time tomorrow. Something might come out and the whole world turns to shit. You know what I mean? So, (laughs) you know, it's very volatile. So it's not, it's not for the, 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 the weak hearted or, you know, however you want to say. Well, I, I really, I want to thank you guys for coming on the show. Um, you know, and turning $3,000 into, uh, really, a, a great product, especially for, for people in Oregon who are looking, you know, for the best deals around. Um, thank you. Thank you. Uh, before we go, could you just tell us, uh, where they can find out more? Yeah. Um, you know, the best place to get information is through our newsletter. Um, so you can go to dailyleafdeals.com. Um, down at the bottom there, you can enter your email address or a pop-up will probably come up there. Enter it in. We send out updates, you know, once, twice a week with just whatever is going on around town, whether it be deals, whether it be brands doing, you know, parties, whether events and things like that. So whatever's going on in Oregon, currently only in Oregon, whatever's going on in Oregon, you can find out through the Daily Leaf at dailyleafdeals.com. Thanks again, guys, for coming on the show. Hey, thank you. Have a good day, guys. You can find more episodes of the Gontrepreneur.com podcast in the podcast section of Gontrepreneur.com and in the Apple iTunes store. On the Gontrepreneur.com website, you will find the latest cannabis news and cannabis jobs updated daily along with transcripts of this podcast. You can also download the Gontrepreneur.com app in iTunes and Google Play. This episode was engineered by Jeremy Sebastiano. I've been your host, T.G. Brandfault. T.G. Brandfault.